0: When Dove's Come. podcast. Welcome. Uh, my name is Jared. I'm Ed. Yeah, <laughs> he's very enthusiastic.
1: Yeah, we We've kept our name. Listen, for the convenience of the listener, we have not changed our names to confuse you. Right? We felt We're, that would we, be we, confusing. Yeah, we had, there was consideration of changing yeah. to some other symbol. Some yeah, other, some, thing. Some other thing, something, but we've decided to just That's be consistent. Right. Yeah, we thought we, we
0: should be consistent with our names. Yeah. We didn't want to bring in, you know, pseudonyms yeah. or non that? Plumes. We need to confuse you all. We don't Come need on, to we do love that. you all. That's not necessary. Although we will probably discuss at some point today. Prince himself had a couple of pseudonyms. He did. Uh, one of which was kind of in use in this record a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, a little person name Camille. Camille,
0: yeah, but we'll get there. Camille
1: Pas and Pepper Incorporated. <laughs> I think
0: uh, is his full name. That's his full name, yeah. yeah, I, um, yeah it's it's got a, it's complicated spelling. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of Zs yes, it's, it's and it's Q's in a there. regular like
1: Eastern European kind of stuff. Yeah spell that's right. Yeah that's there. right.
0: Um, welcome everybody. Uh, so this is a very special edition of When Does but wow. <laughs> Podcast. Uh, how, how do you pronounce it? It's podcast. podcast. I think that's how you say it. Podcast. Yeah, a special edition of Wind Doves Podcast because this is our first two parter. Yeah, we can do two part of this. Two time, folks. parts because we're talking about Sign of the Times. Sign of the Times, an epic, epic double album by double. Prince from 1987. Um, so much about this album, Jared. So much. This, you know. It, it, you know,
1: we'll do our... Well, we're going to do it in parts. So we'll talk through this. So we're going to yeah. do disc one, essentially, right? Right. We're going to do disc Which one. Which I believe is... How many tracks is that? Is it that is nine. It is nine. So we'll do the first nine tracks up from Sign of the Times through Forever uh, in My Life. Correct. And then our episode two will be You Got to Look Through a Door. Yes. Um, but man, this is such an interesting time period for Prince. Because this is arguably... The, cli- the Really, the climax of his artistic powers is, are happening right here with this yeah. material. Yeah. I mean, you know and we can talk about this a little bit before we get into it, but, like, um, there was so much material available that he was... its So many projects kind of on the burners right now. That's right. During this time period, Um, you know, Camille, we were talking about... um, he was going to do a dedicated album with just Camille, and if you're familiar with Camille, um, it's a sped up voice. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll talk about the tracks on that are included on *Sign of the Times* from that project. It was yeah. like, it was going to be like another persona
0: for him. Absolutely, it's going to yeah. be
1: credited to Camille, and there'd be yeah. nothing with Prince. So I think it was going to be coming out from because I've seen the actual pressing of the album. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was going to be through Paisley Park Records, right? So we would have known, So We probably but... would have guessed, but there'd right. be no Prince references. It'd be just all Camille, right? Um, he also had this other project ongoing with the revolution called the Dream Factory, yes, which was sort of this what they had a, something they recorded that they thought was great but didn't quite fit on say Parade or Around the World in a Day, yeah. Like well, we'll put that on Dream Factory, right? So there was a growing number of songs associated with that. He also was looking at doing something called uh, Roadhouse Garden, which was another right? project, yes, at the time. yes. So he had so much material to work with, so much material. But as we talked about with the Parade episode. He felt very strongly he needed to disband the Revolution, right, and kind of recreate his solo work, or, right, or kind of reignite that part of his artistry, right. Um, and he really, you know, I mean, we can talk about it. He kind of erases people like Wendy and Lisa from, uh, from a lot of the material, sadly. From, right. I think,
0: it's, and, we, and kind of from his life, pretty much. Yeah.
1: yeah, It's it's really interesting. We'll get into that, I guess as we get as we get through the material because they they were very involved with a lot of these tracks. Yes, um,
0: and are still listed. In the credits on the album, I, I feel like we're jumping a little ahead, but yeah. they are they are listed on the credits. Like, there are, and not just Wendy and Lisa, there are other Revolution members sure. who are still listed on the credits, even though the album is only credited to Prince. Right. And it's it feels like, and we'll, especially
1: when we get the side tune, we talk about uh, Gonna Be a Beautiful Night. We'll right. talk about that. But, right. But yeah, but I mean, I think he really wanted to go in a different direction, obviously. And I think, you know, not to get ahead of it too much, the sound here is so different. Radically
0: different. Coming from Parade, Yeah, radically different.
1: Um, It's pretty amazing. So there was such a wealth of material. And just to, and and again, I I know I I probably, I give too many props to the estate without their financial and love (laughs) and support.
0: When are they
2: going to finally Come on, guys.
0: I'm just
1: waiting here by the phone. I know. Anyway. So um, there's another, you know, the deluxe edition uh, of, of Side of the Times, which came, came out. And it's a recently. monster. Yeah. It's a monster. It's well worth the investment, folks. Yeah. We're not going to go through again all the unreleased tracks. There's a ton of them. on
0: Right. That'll that be a, a much later. Yes. We're gonna do. We're gonna get into we'll those, get to those. But like not till way down the yeah. line. But we will get there eventually. But again, I have to give props the the
1: estate and um, the current, uh, which is the radio station out of Minneapolis. I think it's the public uh, public station. Did another great. Podcast series about the making of Sign of the Times and yeah. couldn't recommend it more. It's a really great walkthrough with yeah. great interviews about what was going on with Prince and the revolution, too. There was such tension there, with of course disbanding that great band. Yeah, it's like, what's he gonna do next? Yeah, right?
0: a really daring move on his part uh, to do that because the you know, right or wrong, um, people were crediting the revolution with a lot of that sort of mid. Period. Absolutely, right? and, and I was—I think I was fairly vocal
1: on the last review of the Parade album that I felt that was by far in my mind the most Wendy and Lisa influenced yes. material yeah. ever that yeah. he's ever released. Yeah, and you know it's great material. Yeah, absolutely, no, no doubt. Absolutely, but I think Prince was like, I need to kind of—he knew where he wanted to go with his own persona, and I right. don't think he—he he knew he had to. Elevate himself above a band, like he, right. I think. I think there was a little bit of territorial stuff going on. Where he, uh, I, I think so too. He didn't want yeah, to be like just no, sure. the guy who. Wow, that Wendy and Lisa track was great
0: on that album. Right? He wanted no, to be, the no. Prince track. No, was that's great. right. Yeah, that so, would that would not stand. No, I don't man. think so. That would not stand. No, 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 um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna dive into that record today, and like again, just a little bit of history. So Ed, you mentioned the Dream Factory. Yeah. So after that project got shelved, mm-hmm. it was briefly transitioning into something that was going to be called Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball. Which yeah. was going to be a three disc, three, album, three set, album set, right? And Warner Brothers, he, he took it to Warner yeah. Brothers, and Warner Brothers was like, "No way, this is too long. Yes, can't too do this. much. You're just you can't flooding do it. the market with music." That's right. Point. So he had to cut it down again, yes, to become what is now Sign of the Times. Yeah. So yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna explore Sign of the Times today. Um, just a quick note to our listeners, our longtime listeners yeah, that we're going to be uh, our, our usual features of like our favorite track, you know, most interesting track, etc. We're going to tag those all on at the back end of the second part of this two-parter. Yep. Um, so don't be looking out for those, although we are going to have two trivia questions. We will. Because yeah. there's so much trivia yeah, for this one. Why not? Record.
1: Why not? It gives folks more chances to win. That's right. It gives more
0: people more chances show to show off win. your knowledge. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, that's correct. So we're, we're super excited to get into it today. It is a scalding <sighs> hot day like here France. in Philly. It is, I think, 105, right? 105. 105. (laughs) It's hot. So Ed and I are recording in an air-conditioned room that hopefully the air-conditioning will maintain. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. And we'll be okay. Um, Ed, are you wearing anything special today? We haven't done our fashion feature in a little while. Uh, I
1: feel bad. Why do you feel bad? Because I keep wearing the same shirt. Guys, send us some gear. Yeah, send us some gear, Please, people. people. I do have a Sign of the Times shirt, but after I moved, I still haven't unpacked some of my stuff. I know, sad to say. But I do have a Sign of the Times shirt. A T, yeah, which is just basically signed the times in the font of the album of the album, right? But, but if I have do my, have I have my first Avenue shirt. Give you your first Avenue shirt yeah. on, yeah.
0: I wanted to give a shout out um, to our good friends, the State of America podcast. Nice. Those are our buddies. They've promoted us, and I've been a guest on their pod. Uh, they're they're great guys, Dave and Ian, and they. Uh, Their their show is about the Black Crows, uh, my favorite band of all time. And uh, I'm wearing their t-shirt today in solidarity. Music podcasters unite. That's right. That's right. We love y'all. We love y'all. We love love y'all. We're going to form a union. (laughs) It's <laughs> a great idea. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty pretty powerful. Yeah, album, I would I'm think sure. so. I would think so. So, um, yeah, Sign of the Times, disc one. Ed, is there anything else you want to say before I go uh, into some facts and figures? Let me just say from a per- on a personal note. Please. This album,
1: I'm just going to show my hand, has always been my favorite. Yeah. And it's one of those albums, I'm sure, I hope everybody who listens, whether it's Prince or whoever, has that one album that just kind of... It just came at you at the right time in your life. Like yeah. I, This was released when I was a senior in high school, so I'm graduating high school to go to college. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like an adult. Right. I'm like, wow, people are listening to what I'm saying. They're paying attention. They're not treating me like a kid anymore. Right. And at the same time, I mean, just a month or so before I was graduating, because you'll tell the release date, but I know it was like Aprilish or something. It was in yeah. the spring. Yeah, It was right before I graduated. And when I got this album from the first listen, I was like, this sounds like... There was a maturity to this material that felt like it matched where I was in my life. Mm -hmm. And it just, it reinforced, I mean, the material is great in its own right. We'll talk about it. But like, personally for me, it was like the right album at the right time where, whereas maybe I I still love Prince's stuff prior to this album. It was, there was some Prince quirkiness or oddness to the material that I wasn't like, yeah. Putting it in people's faces because I was like, okay, it's a little weird. I understand right. that you have right. to have a certain. This, I wanted everyone to listen to this album because yeah. to me, every track was so good. Mm-hmm. The lyrics were so amazing and the material in general was just so genius. I was like an evangelist for Prince at this point. Like, everyone right. has to hear this right. album because it's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear it. So, that. yeah. And I, I'm not, not unlike my, many mentioned about the purple rain play out, like playing it forever. Sign of the Times also impacted how I even felt about the, the next album, Love Sexy, because I was like, I start listening to Love Sexy, and I'd be like, ah, let me go back to those other sure. times, because yeah. the yeah. material was just so good.
0: Yeah, the material is pretty epic. I yeah. mean, I have very fond memories of listening to it. Now, of course, um, you know, Ed is significantly older so than much me. Much o- yes, older, so I mean, so my, I wasn't even wheels, in right? high school when this album came yeah. out, yeah. Yeah. but um, I remember, again, being a sort of a, a very much child of MTV... Uh, in its heyday I, I would watch those Various videos That were from the concert film Yeah Which we'll talk about yeah, too Yeah, uh, We'll get there too Yep But um, the videos are just like, I was like Enraptured by all of them mm-hmm. And and the sound of that music And um, the kind of the There was almost like This cool Mysterious, I don't know. The vibe was all, it was new. It was a new vibe for him. It was a new vibe for him. And, and I was, I was into it. I was just, I and, was into it. And I'm with you. He was firing on all cylinders. Like yeah. everything felt like it just came together
1: magically on this, on this, with this, with this project. Like yeah. the look was interesting. Yeah. The, like you said, the videos that Constant Cumble talk about it was, I thought, amazing. Yeah. Um, and his everything, just everything seemed to be working on all, Agreed. he was firing on all cylinders during this period of time. Agreed. I couldn't agree with
0: you more. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, here we go. So Do you want to
1: bring those facts and
0: numbers? Oh, yeah, Jared? I love when you sing a ditty like that. It's so good. We should get that recorded. It's a deep outtake from the, a... from the vault. <laughs> it's from the vault. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. With some facts and figures of sign of the times. So it was. Ed, you were right. You're, you're, your 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 memory is correct. It wasn't April, but March 30th was the release date. You know how I know that? How I track that is even
1: at that age, my mom still put out an Easter basket. Well, for sure me, she would, right? So I went out uh, Easter morning, and, you know, there were some candies. I was, like, at that point, like, not that worried about getting a a chocolate cross. You were also
0: 6'4 at the time. I was (laughs) 6'4, you
1: know. And, uh, anyway, so I like, and, and I went and I got whatever candies and looked at it and just kind of walked away. And my, and, and I was like, my sister was like, Hey, did you see what was in the basket? And yeah. I'm like, yeah, black belly jelly beans, which I don't even really like that much. <laughs> she's like, no, no, go back and look again. So I'm like, looking, she's, I'm like, there's another just candy here. She's like, dig into the fake grass. You know, there's that fake grass. Yeah, the and then, fake grass. So I'm digging, digging and buried at the very bottom. What side of the times? Side of the times cassette. And wow. I was like blown away that my, you know, family got it for me because they, right. didn't, of course, knew I was a huge Prince fan. And from, like I said, from that first listen, in fact, I, um, I was going to say this when we talked about disc two, but I didn't listen to a door for probably two months because I love the material so much I never could get through the full album I'd be like getting on side two listening through them, like I gotta go back and listen to that first that yeah. second song on side one was so good let me go back or whatever and I just that's, uh, it was yeah I well props it. to your mom for
0: throwing that in yeah, your Easter basket yeah absolutely nice, nice wait I thought
1: it was the Easter Bunny wait who did you oh, say put that uh, in there no
0: the yeah the bunny the oh, Easter Bunny that's right my, no 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 you must I'm have misheard me her, no no her no, no, I'll no, talk to her no, no. yeah yeah talk to her later but yeah it was the bunny Uh, That's right. So anyway, March 30th, 1987 is the is the date it came out. It was almost a year to the day after Parade, almost a year to the day. Which again, his his prolific nature is really astonishing. He's all right. He's all right. He gets stuff out. The full length of the whole album is 80 minutes and six seconds, and it was released on Warner Brothers and Paisley Park Records. Of course, it did go platinum. Um, its highest charting in the U.S. was number three on the Hot 100, ah. and then it reached number two on the R&B charts. Um, it only reached number one in one country: Netherlands. Correct. He, Man, I, the, the the Dutch they love, love him. them. They love him. We talked about this before. Yeah, they just love they them. Love them. Number one in Holland. No um, and then after he died in 2016, it did reenter the charts at 50. So, um, so there's that. Ed, there were f- only four singles from this massive album. Four singles. Yeah. As is our wont, can you tell me what those four singles were? I and thi- can you do it in order? I'm going to try. All right, let's go. Uh, first release was the t-
1: the title track, side of the Times. That is correct. That was, was released on February 18th, 1987. Mm-hmm. The second, I believe, was If I Was Your Girlfriend. Correct.
0: May 6th, 1987. Oh, okay. Third would probably be You Got the Look. Correct. Wow. He's nailing it today, folks. July 14th, 1987. And the fourth and final single. Jarrett's favorite track of all time. Wow. Uh, Housequake. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man. Correct. November 3rd, 1987. And so just for, again, for our full, you know, uh, stats and, and figures, Sign of the Times did reach number three. On the US charts It was number one R&B charts And it reached uh, 10 in the UK If I Was Your Girlfriend Was not a hit Nope Uh, 67 on the charts It did do better In the UK a little bit It was 20 And it reached 12 In the R&B charts you Got the Look did very well. Yeah. It was his biggest one, right? It was his biggest number one. Number one? Number two. Oh, number, number two. Was, oh, hmm. Number two. But interestingly enough, only 11 on the R&B chart. I guess because it's more of a rock song. I guess. Really. And there's a
1: Sheena Easton aflo- in the. And there's Sheena Easton
0: in there. Uh, but we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Um, and reached 11 in the UK. And I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man was 10 in the US, 14 on the R&B chart, and 29 in the UK. Okay. So those are our stats on that. Um, yep. Yeah. So, uh, again, of course, there's lots of critical stuff here, and I tried to parse it down to sort of the the most uh, interesting things. Rolling Stone Album Guide, of course, it's five stars for the Rolling Stone Album Guide, and they say I summed it up by saying, quote, Sign of the Times remains his best album, the most complete example of his artistry's breath, and arguably the finest album of the 1980s. Mm. Um, On their 100 Greatest Album of the 80s list, which, of course, you know I have referenced in the past, Now, I was surprised at this. It only got to 74 on this list. Considering that Dirty Mind, 1999, and Purple Rain are all in the top 20, Mm -hmm. I was surprised this is so low. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, again, sort of a lengthy entry, but I'll just read one little bit here at the end. Um, In retrospect, Sign of the Times looks more and more like Prince's Exile on Main Street, Mm -hmm. one of the few two-disc sets by any artist that holds up through all four sides. Yeah. Quote, there was a refreshing feeling about making his own music unencumbered by the band again, says Alan Leeds, his longtime manager. Quote, I think it showed an artist who had really grown. Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, I think so. Um, The albums that bookended, 73 and 75, are interesting. 73 is Building the Perfect Beast by Don Henley. Interesting. I had to sign at the time. Say what? And then number 75, and I'm surprised this is so low as well, is She's So Unusual, Cindy Lauper? Oh. Hmm. I feel like they are they weren't totally on top of their game with that particular ranking, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, you
2: know.
0: What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> should we hear what our old friend Robert... Bob? Cr- What's Bobby had to say? What's <laughs> Bobby, Bobby has to say? Robert Criscow, Bobby C. Here's what he has to say. Also interesting. Um, he loved it. He said, quote... No no formal breakthrough, and despite the title, lead, debut single, no social relevance either, which given the message of the cross, guess, just guess, suits me fine. Merely the most gifted pop musician of his generation proving what a motherfucker he is for two discs start to finish. With help, made turns from Camille, Susanna, Sheila E., Sheena Easton. He's back to his one-man-band tricks. So, Collective Creation fans should be grateful that at least the second-hottest groove here, after the the Galvanic. You got the look Is revolution live Mm. Elsewhere Prince the rhythm section Works on his R&B So Prince the harmony group Can show off vocal chops That make Stevie Wonder Sound like a struggling Ventriloquist Woof Yet the voices Put over real emotions Studio solitude Hasn't reactivated His solipsism The objects of his desire Are also objects Of interest Affection And respect Some of them He may not even fuck A plus Yeah Yeah. A plus Yep Uh, so uh yeah in the 87 Paz and Jop poll sign of the times is number 1. There you go. I did print out the top 10 and I and I also have one little extra bonus for you Edward. Oh okay. So the top 10 87 kind of a stacked year. Yeah, there's some good good albums out here. 87 sure. Sign of the Times is number 1. 2 jo- Joshua Tree. Joshua Tree is 4. Oh, interesting. A little lower oh, than I would two, have thought. Three. Yeah. 2 is uh Springsteen's Tunnel of Love.
1: I like that album. Actually, I kind of love yeah, that record. That's a good I album. think it's
0: really good. Yeah, three. Go Minneapolis, The Replacements. Pleased to meet me. How about that killer record? I love that record. Five was John Hyatt. Bring the family. Six more Los Lobos. Light of the Moon. Seven John Cougar Mellencamp. Which one was the that? Lonesome Jubilee? Huh. That was the one that had um, paper and fire. Paper and fire was on
1: that record. Yeah. yeah, Does that cherry bomb on it, It was one of my favorite.
0: I don't know. Is. Cherry Bomb was I think on it that. Was. It may have been. Yeah, yeah a lot of violins. They um, really like that album. Eight was REM's Document. That's a great record. Yeah. Nine was XTC's Skylarking. That's the one that has "Dear God" on it. Remember that song? I don't know that. "Dear song. God," sorry to disturb you. But no, I don't know. That one. Bl- oh, that was like their big hit. Okay. XTC. Yeah. Hmm. And ten more Minneapolis. Hoosker Doo. Warehouse songs yeah. and yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. And here's a little bonus I have for you. Do you know what ranked at seventeen? For a debut record on the 1987 Paz and Jop poll, this is for you, Ed. You ready? I'm ready. Introducing the Hardline by Terence Trent D'Arby. Ding ding ding! <laughs> Correct. Ed has a deep, deep love I for do. Terrence Trent D'Arby. I love TTD. Yeah. Give me uh, some TTD. Yeah. Listen. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Um, and so I also this I haven't done this much. Give us Neo Soul before Neo Soul was happening. Whatever you say. So yeah. so right. I also uh, included here the the Paz and Jop singles list only because. I thought it was pretty pretty interesting um, I have the top it's sort of the top 20 but like a lot of things are tied okay. so there's a lot of things in the in the mix yeah. there but yeah. number one the number one single is Sign of the Times they have number one two Suzanne Vega Luca
1: oh yeah I remember Luca
0: yeah Los
1: Lobos I think La second Bamba. floor I believe
0: right <laughs> she was on the second floor yeah. Yeah, Luca's on the second floor La Bamba was three mm-hmm. four Prince again with I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man with Hot Thing is the flip side wow Number five was Mars. Pump up the volume. Remember that? Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Mars needs women. Listen. Dance. Dance. (laughs) Uh, Six was Grateful Dead's Touch of Grey tied with Springsteen's Brilliant Disguise Mm. tied with R.E.M.'s The One I Love. Wow. And then next on the list, Prince Again, You Got the Look, and Housequake. Then we have, I'll just sort of rattle these off because, again, I'm, I'm sort of interested in it, Tunnel of Love. X's song, Fourth of July. R.E.M., It's the End of the World as We Know It, Tied with Stevie Wonder's Skeletons. Hmm. Then we have Eric B. and Rakim, the mighty Eric B. and Rakim. Yeah, so good. Uh, I Know You Got Soul. Then Levert, Casanova. Remember Casanova? Casanova. Um, Can I just say something really quick if about you,
1: this? Please. If you don't mind. Here's, here's a testament to how solid that this album is. Is anything else on that list showing B-sides? <laughs> Nothing else is showing B-sides. Remember, all the prints are so... They're not, they, they feel obligated to say A-side was this yes, B-side is that. That's
0: correct. That's a really For good observation. Stuff. None, none of them are Nobody showing Nobody else it. is showing b sides. sides. That's stuff. how good
1: this material yeah. is. Yeah. And
0: again, like this year was stacked Like just to carry on with this list. Next was U 2s With or Without You. Next I was, was, was Bagwell's Hades Shade of Winters. Next was Public Enemy, Bring the Noise. Next was U 2s right. That was the Public, public Enemy Oh yeah. Next was U I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Then George Michael's I Want Your Sex. Replacements, Alex yeah, Chilton. Proud of House, Don't Dream It Over. Oh, that's a great tune. Fleetwood yeah. Mac, Big Love. Remember yeah, Big Love? I love that song. Michael yeah. Jackson, The Way You Make Me Feel. Yep. George Michael Faith. And yep. the last one was Alexander O'Neill Fake. I love that That's, that's a Minneapolis tr- thing too Totally That's yeah. a stacked list it's a really good 87 list. was a pretty good it year It was um, A few other reviews here yep. Reviewing for Spin in 1987 uh, Journalist Bart Bull said The musicians loosely organized songs are genius rather than indulgent And that although there is no song as groundbreaking as girls and boys <laughs> Nobody else's outtakes would sound so strong, rock so hard, or swing so free Isn't that I mean- interesting? As as groundbreaking as girls, girls and, and boys, boys. I think that's
1: really of yeah. all the tracks on Parade. That's, that's the, one the one you, know you would say. You would say Kiss or something else,
0: or sometimes it snows in April, an, or, or mountains, I mean, or anything. Nothing against girls and boys. But no, but it's yeah. interesting. It's interesting. One, yeah. Um, Don McLeese from the Chicago Sun Times, he hailed "Side of the Times" as quote a one man show, a tour de force, and a confirmation that Pop's former prodigy has come of age. Yeah. Pitchfork. Oh, our friends at Pitchfork. A 10. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Right? Oh. So now, for well, for, yeah. for those of you who don't know, and maybe a lot of you do, but Pitchfork is infamous for not giving a yeah, 10. that's 10s. secret ground if you hit 10. There are like, there's probably less than 10, probably. 10 yeah, total. Know, maybe yeah. there's 20. Like yeah, I don't know. But there's not a lot. There's, there's not, not a lot. Rarely it's 10 rarely 10. give a 10. So it was a long review. So I just picked out a few things that really stuck out to me. Let's see uh, Quote Choosing a single high point From Prince's glorious run In the 1980s Is impossible But Sign of the Times Surely stands As his most complex And varied statement Prince wasn't just Wrestling with fresh energy From the streets On Sign of the Times But with the twin pillars Of carnality And spirituality That had defined his career And that of black Popular music For decades Prince's ability Listen to this one Prince's ability To move between genres Made him a unique Musical chameleon With Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney, his only peers at the highest level of pop. Wow. And then the last thing I wanted to say from the Pitchfork Review was, Sign of the Times is a double album made with a restlessness that never allows it to settle into complacency or formula. It's a soundtrack to a highly charged and specific period for both Prince and his listeners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Star Tribune, Minneapolis Star Tribune.
1: Minneapolis.
0: uh said quote considered superior to purple rain by many diehards it's at least as good for a longer duration sign oh, offers a little attitude from that a, review a right little there little attitude little hey. attitude sign of the times offers the most perfect balance of everything that prince is, that is prince grinding funk catchy pop anthemic rock tender balladry thoughtful spirituality and urban realism all spun at a thrilling loose pace in many ways it's the Lenin to purple rain's mccartney Hmm. which I think is interesting, That's interesting yeah. uh, they think the crowning cuts are I could never take the place of your man the cross you got the look and "Housequake." and then uh, yeah the last little bit here these are you know it's in various rankings right yeah. of the, the yeah, best whatever sure. so here's a few of those Uh, In 1989, Time Out Magazine ranked Sign of the Times as the greatest single album of all time. Wow. Uh, The New Musical Express ranked it 16 on the all time top 100 uh, albums. Wow, why can't I talk today? It's the heat, man. It's the heat. It's all good. Hot Press Magazine ranked it third on the 100 best albums of all time. Wow. VH1's 100 greatest albums, it was 35. Mm -hmm. The Times from London listed Sign of the Times as the 29th greatest album of all time. In 2003, It was ranked 93 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 Greatest Albums of All Time, but was later moved up to number 45 in the 2020 updated list. In 2006, Q Magazine placed the album at number 12 in its list of the 40 Best Albums of the 80s. In 2012, Slant Magazine listed the album at number 11 on its list of the best albums of the 80s, calling it, quote, Prince's most varied album and his most self-consciously o, o- ish mm-hmm. And then in 2017, Sign of the Times was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame as it should have been as it should have been so uh like i said it that was, is that's was, a sampling there's a ton the of stuff out there critics seemed
1: to think it was okay they thought it was okay and yeah. i remember i still remember the, the rolling stone review at the, of the time at that time i remember reading it and them saying this is like the ultimate prince mix tape yeah and yeah. Like, there's a lot to be said for that like mm-hmm. it's it's what's again uh, you know, i don't want to try to get too ahead of this material and, and talk about the general impression of the album but It's amazing to me how well this album works, given that it's material taken from, like, various projects and pulled together. Absolutely. And it somehow still feels like its own... Like, he was consciously thinking, here's the tracks I want to deliver for an album. Yeah. Not like, oh, I'm going to take one from here, one from there, one from there. Right. It it
0: all seems to still feel like a a whole Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Kind of amazing. It is. I mean, it's a stunning achievement, which we're going to get into. Right now, in fact. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, Sign of the Times, disc one track one, Sign
2: of the Times. Oh, okay. And Francis, skinny man, died of a big disease with a little name. By chance, his girlfriend came across a needle, and soon she did the same. At home, there are 17-year-old boys, and there I did fun. It's being in a gang called the Disciples High on Crack, toting a machine gun,
0: Edward. Yes. Sign of the Times title track, continuing Prince's mostly un- unending streak of the title track being the first song. Yeah. What do you think of Sign of the Times? I mean, it's killer. It's amazing. I mean... And, and you know, here's the
1: thing, too. Like, his sound. Let's think, again, sonically, where we've come from. We've come from a couple albums where we're commenting about Prince the arranger, Prince the instrumentalist, Prince putting strings all over the place with Claire Fisher on Parade and how much was going on with the music. hmm Think about what this song is. This is a drum machine song with some really good guitar and this sort of synth bass. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He's totally changed his sonic palette right here. Like he's saying, I can strip all this shit down and still deliver for you a fucking an amazing, amazing track. Yeah, and that's what's happening here. Yeah, a couple. I'll, I'll give you some thoughts I have as re-listening to it. That drum sound in the beginning, right, is so iconic. Right, and it's almost like in, on the re-listen for me. To me, it was almost like a funky ticker tape.
0: Mm, yeah, right. Yeah, well, where you're,
1: where you're seeing these? These are these are real headlines. So the story goes that Prince was in. It also uh, in, in influences uh, his, his recording of Housequake. Prince was in L.A. with Susanna, his right. girlfriend at the time, fiancé, and there was an earthquake. Yeah. Freaked him out. And then the papers that day, there was a headline. There were headlines. He had the Minneapolis paper and the L.A. paper. The Minneapolis paper talked about something about the disciples, this gang yeah. that was in, uh, in Minneapolis at the time doing some something with drugs. And then the headline in on the L.A. paper was about an AIDS conference in Paris. Yeah. What are the What are the first couple of yeah. lines on this track? In France, a skinny man died of a big
0: disease with a little He pulls name. it
1: literally from the paper, yeah, from the headlines of the paper, and that's that's it's kind of amazing. Um, and that downbeat, like that hit of the downbeat, it's like yeah. a shot, like a gun firing. Yeah, agreed. Like, it's amazing, right? And to me, it's like this again. The way the sound, how it's produced, is so different than where we're coming from with Parade. To me, and this is like a weird image I had in my head. It's like Prince is saying these headlines, but he's like observing it. It's like this kind of Weird um, kind of like sonic plate where it's like he's like above us in space, like yeah, the way it's like the expansion of the sound, like it just seems like it's so expansive, yeah. But like, how do I? I don't know how, how else to explain this, but um, like almost like a weird sanitized environment that he's in. He's observing it from above, like yeah, in space, right, almost like a right. space shuttle or yeah, yeah absolute. Um, it, it's it's really cool um, the delayed rhyming scheme I think it's really great I love his humor with that last line about calling the baby Nate Eight. if it's a boy yeah uh, it was kind of funny and then that guitar work man those stabs K- killer Are just fucking amazing yeah amazing this is his best political song he's ever written
0: period. yeah yeah yeah, I I, uh, I agree with all of that. You know, it was funny you were talking about him uh, being literally inspired by the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it to me, it's uh, it's not any way sonically the same, but it reminds me in that way of uh, a day in the life by the Beatles. Oh, sure. Which yeah. also Lennon was like. Picking stuff out, yeah. literally out of the paper, yeah. It says. I read the news today, oh boy, and here's the thing, yeah. right? So it feels a little bit like that to me. Yeah. Um, the song is, I mean, it's ominous, it's haunting. That that drum machine again, it's so infamous. Um, it's weirdly menacing to me. That yeah. that you know, there's something a little dangerous about that. Um, yeah, drum and bass. We get those, as you mentioned, those great, l- just little bluesy guitar licks in there, and these little breathy keyboards, just a little bit of other sounds, and it's so good. I love the simplicity of it how the the vocal is almost gentle, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and it it's is, a, It's yeah. a particular, I think, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but um, I think that the, where he's putting his range, where his vocal is in his range, yeah. it's rare for him in that particular spot. It's like, I would call it like his upper mid. Mm. He, d- he usually doesn't sit there. Right. That's not a place he usually sort of sits in his range, and and, and there's something about it that's really great. I do think that lyrically... It's maybe the best thing he's ever done. Hmm. Um, maybe I, I mean I'm still thinking about that, but maybe. Um, and in fact, I mean, as you mentioned at the top, there's a there's a, there's another song in here that's in the running for this, but this might be my favorite single song of his. M- maybe. Oh wow! Okay. It, it yeah. might be. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's unlike anything else in its entire catalog. It's dark, but even still. There is this touch of hope in it, I think, right? As you mentioned, that last line we'll fall in love, get married, have a baby, we'll call him Nate. Like, I think to me, that's yeah. the sound of someone who is shaking his head at the state of the world, but hoping it's going to be better. Absolutely, you know, no. I think that's um, a really good take. on You know, that. and uh, I do yeah. love you know again on the album as opposed to the single edit. it There's an extension; it goes on longer. Right. I love the guitar and the coda at the end. Oh, it's, so almost, it's almost it's almost Clapton esque in its yeah, sort of it's style. So good. Um, and then there's those great what I call the I call them the Miami Vice drum sounds that yeah,
2: they're
0: like war drums. They're like, like, like war drums, you know, like menacing. Yeah, totally, like, and, it yeah. Ke- and it keeps up the menace. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's I love it. It's yeah. a masterpiece, and,
1: and I think honestly. in my, I think the reason I feel this is his best political work and why it works so well is he doesn't offer solutions. He's not doing his, no. his, his weird, he's writing Russia stuff and right. all that shit. No, he's just that making like observations. He's just observing it. Yeah. And like you said, the music showing the menace and he's like, this is stuff we need to be aware of and think about. I don't have the answers really. Right. Besides maybe living like a, a a regular life. Yeah. Having a baby, having a family. Yeah. It's a maturity. It's, yeah. This is where I'm saying, like, I think we're going to see this time and time again with the lyrics. The lyrics yeah. on this album really pop. Right. There's, so, there's such a maturity to his content here yeah. that we weren't yeah. seeing before with his Prince mysticism and all the other stuff. That kind of whittles away for this album. A little bit, yeah. We really don't yeah. really see these Prince crazy. What is he even talking about? What's right. his phrase he's using? What's his right. new word? Right. This is Prince sounding, I wouldn't want to say normal because I don't want to make that sound like it's diminishing the material, but he just sounds... Sophisticated, mature. There's, there's that. He sounds there's like a, an adult. He sounds like an adult. He sounds like an adult. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Cool. So let's talk about uh, track two on side one. It's called "Play in the Sunshine."
0: To play in the Sunshine? I love playing in the Sunshine, although not today because I feel like you would die. You would, <laughs> D- be die, in you would die in the sunshine today. Yeah, um, yeah Play in the Sunshine. To me, I was thinking this song is kind of a descendant of Party Up, Uptown, hmm. 1999, Let's Go Crazy. You know, there's the lyric, we're going to dance every dance like it's the last time. I, I Again, I feel like it's one of these, he's a lot, got a lot of these tracks, you know, Let Us still revel in life as the end of the world is nigh maybe i don't think it's as blatantly that as 1999 is or you know but i I feel like that's maybe in the mix for this Mm -hmm, track a little mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. um it's quick and tight this tune there's no extraneous fat on it and i had never really considered this before and i'd love to hear your take on this i wonder uh, let me let me go back and say that let me start like this when I first when I used to listen to this record years ago when I first started listening to it I used to think this was a really jarring song after sign of the times. Mm. It felt like it cuz it's so upbeat yeah. that it, it would kind of throw me back a little bit and throw me off. So much so that I wasn't sure that I liked it Interesting. for a while. Yeah. However, as I've gotten older and listened with different ears, I'm wondering now if this isn't directly a response to Sign of the Times. I think there's right? something to that. I yeah. think, you know, Absolutely. Um, I think you're right. It's so musically disconcerting or different that it's disconcerting, as I said. But I think now that maybe that's the point. That's yeah. the point of the sequencing of it. Yeah. Um, it's a response to things looking grim. So we're going to defiantly dance in that face of the dark. And, yeah. Um, there's a, there's a ripping solo at the end with an interesting shift to a different rhythm and, and a structure. You know, There's these sort of angelic voices singing the, the phrase, play in the sunshine. Um, and at uh, the, the top, we have those sounds of children, cars yeah. in the street, a yeah. cityscape. You know, yeah. like yeah. I'm thinking about kids running through a hi- fire hydrant, or, I, right? Same, yeah, That's what I see in that, yeah, my head, absolutely. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and uh, I think it's great. And for whatever this is worth, I happen to love the word shine. Uh, I, I think it's my single favorite word in the English language actually yeah, and because um, uh, c- to, to me it, there's something um, it exudes hope the favorite word shine, movie shine? That's not my favorite movie, okay, but we'll talk about that. But uh, anyway, so that, that's my take on playing the sunshine. What do you got? I'm with you. I, you know, the thing that's
1: striking to me about this track, and, and I think he plays with this with a couple different uh, tracks here on this particular album. I think a part of maturity is being... You're not an adolescent anymore, right? You're you're an adult now. You're maybe being treated differently, things like that. I mentioned that at the top of the, the pod here. I think you also have the ability when you mature to look back at adolescence of your childhood yeah. and see how beautiful... That time of life and playfulness—he brings that into a couple tracks here. This is this is a huge example of that here. There's such a childlike wonder and joy, like the whole thing, like play, no, play, no, yeah, yeah, like it's just. There's this wonderful embracing of childish wonder energy to this song that I just, I love it. I love it. Like, even from the beginning, he says, ooh, doggies, and it just takes off. Yeah. And there's so much, the the way this, the music flies all over the place between this kind of weird offbeat rhythm track between the like the, the there's no like straight rhythm here it's all I, I remember trying to copy this rhythm when i would listen to the song yeah. and i could never get the the beat right, down right because it's hitting on such different parts of yeah, the song yeah love it and the way he the, the guitar comes out that guitar solo totally um you know the chance of play when he's playing the guitar like play and he's like doing the rip in the guitar and yeah. the play. It's just so fun and that bass is nasty. Oh my god, it. yeah. It's so nasty. And again, he's playing all this stuff. He's playing all of it, right? He's playing all this stuff. And um there's so many sounds here and I think this is the thing that I love about this album in general. Again, we come from this sort of lush um, environment of Parade And some of the other Previous albums He's able to just Throw in little pieces Of little touches Of song uh, yeah. of, of instruments And sounds Yeah And he does that Here as well With the wood block The hi-hat And then He ends it again With this childlike wonder Of the la 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 Yeah Like it's just yeah.
0: It's just I I'm I love Playing the sun. I'm getting that Yeah I'm picking up on that Okay Okay <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should move on. Cause I'm going to get yeah, yeah. Because we can't just so keep be, talking about. I'm going like, to be gushing. Yeah, on every, a lot of these. Tracks. Yeah, and we. I don't have enough paper towels <laughs> to clean that up. Track number three, housequake. Housequake.
2: Shut up already.
0: you know about the Quake? Uh, I do. Tell me about the Quake. I mean... Shut up already. Damn. <laughs> um, look,
1: here it is, right? This is... This song is so classic. I think what's interesting to, for me with Prince too at this you know in the time period of what's going on here in 87 rap's becoming a pretty popular thing right hip hop is on the Prince on the doesn't rise. like rap right he's not a fan right um, especially in the early days of rap I think he really felt like hey man I learned a gazillion instruments and I'm arranging songs and the idea of someone taking someone else's music right and using that and just putting words on top of it to right. him, he did not see that as right
0: not at this point in his no, life no no yeah. he was not seeing he changed his mind about
1: it but. yeah and I think that's why you're hearing this voice go, and this is the first Camille track. Right. Because uh, the voice, you'll hear the voice if you're familiar with this track is altered, it's higher, higher pitched. Shut up already, damn. Yeah. I think that's instructive yeah. to the rap community to say, I think he's saying, listen, I can take the genre you guys are starting to develop, and I can reinvent it on my own and actually make it show musicianship within the track of myself right. with the horns, the guitar, all that stuff. Right. And he does it here. It's 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 great. Um and um I mean, did any rap song at that time have this kind of musicality to it? When you think about... I mean, and I love Ron DMC, and I love some
0: of the early stuff, but... No, no, they were very simple. It was just drum, time, the, drums yeah, with maybe a little, little bit bass, of synth, and that was it, bass. right? Yeah, it, was, he, it was very simple yeah. at that time. And, um, again, his humor.
1: Yeah. That, that that end where he does shaka-laka-boom. Yeah. What was that? aftershock? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just such a great, yeah. great line. It's... I love it. I love the drama. I love this. I'm, I'm all about Housequake. What yeah. about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's jam, right? Yeah. It's a jam. And I don't want to keep making comparisons, um, but artists do have themes that they return to, sure. right? Absolutely. That's sort of yep. Prince is no exception. Housequake feels a little bit. I'm curious what your take on this is. It feels a little bit like the son of DMSR to me, a little bit. Hmm. Uh, a declaration of like a dance groove, like own it, love it, live it, always and at all times. Like, there's a, it's just like, let's get up and move. Let's yeah. just get up and move. Yeah. Um, there's funky little horns in there, his yeah. own groovy rhythm guitar swinging in the back. Plus, there's even a little sci fi sort of theremin sound in there, uh, which I'm into. And I love the line, we got to jam before the police come. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, pretty much says it all for me yeah, yeah. so yeah house it was just funky it's on the run it, I mean this is it you know? I'm, I'm here for a house no, quake I'm so here good. for the quake everybody knows about the quake everybody knows about the quake
1: alright next one let's move on
0: to something called
1: The Ballad of Dorothy Parker
2: <laughs> Dorothy was a waitress on a promenade she worked a night shift what a blonde, tall and fine. She got a lot of chips. Well, earlier I'd been talking stuff in a violent room. Fighting. What you about this ballad? Oh, okay. this is it a ballad,
0: Jaren? You know, I'm not sure if it's actually a ballad, um, but you know, in the sense of, you know, in the, in the sense of what the word was originally meant to mean, ballad, like a. a uh, the story a, of a story of yeah. a lamenting of yeah um, it definitely is that um, I I really I like this one a lot I like it a lot there's a there's a yeah. lovely floating quality to this song there's that deep bass and there's a lot of hi hat which I really like little sort of hi hat yeah. rain sounds yeah um, there's some great lyrics in this one talking stuff in a violent room is a great lyric um, yeah. and you know and actually t- to that point of like. You know story songs or songs as narrative, I think this one might be his most effective. There is a very clear to my mind a beginning, middle, and end to this story yeah it's It's a strange sort of hypnotic story, you know for mm-hmm. sure there's a little nod of the head to Joni Mitchell, of course, yeah. and yep. you know and her music, but it 's dense the song is dense and it's and it's fun to pick apart. I was having fun giving it a listen really diving into the lyrics about it and like yeah. what's going on here. And then, you know, again, for the, for those who might not know, um, Dorothy Parker, there's a real person. Named oh Dorothy yeah. Please Parker. Tell, yeah, tell, folks about Dorothy. So Dorothy Parker was a noted poet and a writer. She was a two time Academy Award nominee for writing. Um, she wrote by way probably her most famous thing is she wrote the original film A Star Is Born, the original A Star Is Born, oh. nineteen thirty seven. Oh. She was nominated for an award for that Academy Award, but she was she was most famous for two things. Um, she had an incredible wit, like a really caustic, biting wit. She could really take people apart with her with her sense of humor, and she was part of something that was called the Round Roundtable, which mm. was. Uh, a group of people, they were all writers and intellectuals, um, who were infamous for like sitting around and like setting the tone for New York society. Isn't there a J- Jennifer Jason Lee movie where she plays Dorothy Parker? There is. is it's it's so... called Dorothy Parker and the Vicious Circle. And it's about that very thing. All the, all the people she used to hang with. Um, and so I'm pretty sure Prince was well acquainted with her work. You know, he, she died, the Dorothy Parker died on his birthday. No kidding. Yeah. Huh. And um, the Dorothy Parker, excuse me, the Dorothy Parker of this song also has a sharp wit. Yes. You know, I I don't think that's a coincidence. Now, some of the research I did, people seem to say that, no, no, Prince wasn't writing about their author, the real Dorothy Parker. I I find that hard to believe. I mean, it's not not the Dorothy Parker, but it's inspired by the real Dorothy Parker. I mean, I think there's no question about it. Um, So, and then the other, just... Another interesting little thing here I saw. According to my research, this was the first song recorded in the Paisley Park studio.
1: Yeah, I believe that is true. Yeah. And can I jump on that story? Please. A little yeah, bit? I wish because you would. Susan Rogers, who's still the main engineer for Prince at the time, tells a story. They were just plugging in the board. Yeah. They're still putting the board together. Prince, like famously, you know, calls her up and says, "I got a new song. I, right, dream- let's go. I dreamt this song. He literally, yeah. literally dreamt this one. Had the, the idea of in a dream. So he's like, I got to come record it. Yeah." He Comes in, he lays the track down. Something was wrong with the wiring, yeah. And it was like it was killing one of the levels, like everything was like recorded. And, sh- and Susan Rogers was just like, Oh my god, he's gonna kill me right. because this is such a great take, right? It's screwed up, whatever. She plays it back for him, expecting him to be like, and she's like, Apologetic, oh my god, yeah. you know that? He's like, Keep it exactly as it is, right? On and it has, and if you think about it, it has a dreamy quality it because does. of that. That's what
0: I said, it has like a floaty kind yeah, of quality to it, you know. It. Yeah. And it was all. This is where,
1: like, essentially, because I always felt Prince was this perfectionist. Right. And he certainly was in terms of how he rehearsed the band and stuff like that. Right. But he was so open to mistakes. He felt yeah. like a mistake was the universe saying... Use
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. Use this thing. You know, a quick sidebar, you know who he's very much like in that way? Neil Young is like that. Oh, yeah. Neil Young is really famous for, like, no, the mistake is what we want. We want the, we want the thing to be wrong. And Davis was, Miles Davis was yeah, the same way. Totally. There was a story I was listening to about uh, Prince plays with Miles
1: Davis at the end of this, they do a concert with yeah. the Sign of the Times thing at the end of 87, I think it's yeah. New Year's Eve show. Yeah. Miles is the only time Miles is on stage with Prince ever. Yeah. Prince or Miles must have come, like, a day before, and was with the band, and... I uh, was talking to one of the keyboard players, and the keyboard player was messing up, and he's like, and Miles was like, yes, what you want, you want to enjoy the mistakes. <laughs> you know, like, that's the way, Right? that's not actual audio from Miles, by the way, I just want to be clear, that no, was me imitating Miles, yeah, was, pro- very poorly probably, yeah. but but a big Miles fan. Anyway, um, yeah, anyway, so this this... Yeah, this recording is really interesting because it's first one and there was a, a mistake. It was it a mistake. Created the sound. Great. I, I, I love this. I mean, I feel like um, if folks wanted to study years from now the potential of the Lynn drum machine, they should listen to this track. Yeah, like, this drum programming on it's this really track cool. is insane. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And I love the way he just uses. I know that was such a silly little thing. I love the way he ties all the lyrics with well. Yeah. Every time yeah. he's like well. Like, the story go- moves yeah. on, like, what's next in, in, yeah. in uh, West Wing, almost. Yeah, like, like well, 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 now we move on to the next part of the story. Part. Well, and then at the end of yeah. the thing, everything's winding out, and it just ends it with, well. <laughs> like, it's just so good. <laughs> it's it's great. so, so good. And, you know, also, and it, we'll track this with throughout the album, Wendy and Lisa are pretty much removed from... Now, they were involved with a lot of number of these tracks. Right. Like, you know, working through things like We'll Get to Strange Relationship and other ones. You know, their vocals are gone. He's pretty right. much removed them as a backing vocal right. option. Right. Now he's doubling down on his own background using his own voice. Yeah. And it's, he, again, he's, I think about where we came with For You. And I remember saying, out the gate, this guy knows how to build his harmonies. Right, yeah. Now it's not like he's not going lush pretty here. He, no. The way he, he layers his, and, and it, again, these are like little bursts of vocals that he drops in. Correct. here in there. It's so, just so, like, never endingly interesting because just you don't know what new sound's going to pop in to a track. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and I love, my line is taking a bubble bath with your pants on. Absolutely. Love that yeah. shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's so, so, good. Good. so good. so good. Moving on to track number five the simply titled It. about it. Do you have well, thoughts on it? I do. I mean, I
1: love that he finally was inspired by a Stephen King novel and decided to write a song about you it. You know, I
0: always thought it was The Addams Family.
1: Oh, oh maybe
0: <laughs> maybe wow! Maybe, maybe it's both. both. Might be maybe it's both.
1: Maybe it's both. I actually really love this track a lot. Yeah. When I first got the album, I think this is probably the track I played the most. Yeah. I love Because you
0: were a horny teenager?
1: Yeah, you know, to me, at the time, and I, I would I would say this to folks, to me, this I remember saying this to people, this is his truest love song. Because because to me it was and listen, I may, maybe I haven't evolved past this point. It's that amazing part of a relationship, that early part, that three, four month period where you can't keep your hands off each other. Yeah, right. right where you right. just it's new, you you're just so into this person, that's what this song's about, Yeah. Me, right? Right. And his voice here, it's one of my favorite um, favorite vocals of his It's raspy It's yep. urgent yep. And it's loving There's something loving about it Right um, And I love his harmonies on the chorus mm-hmm. Like he does these little Again, these little punches of yeah. things Which are just so fascinating I, I love when that line I could be guilty for my honesty And he keeps using that All right you know. Yeah. All, right, all like, right Yeah, all right yeah. But I got to tell you what you mean to me I find this interested to hear what you think about this as a kind of a companion piece to the beautiful ones oh interesting what would be happening if the person he got with when he was pleading the the beautiful ones what if he got her he got her this would be it this This would be be the next step in that relationship would be it yeah that's how I feel about this this is the first like I said several months of that relationship Um, the only thing and I have a small um, criticism Okay, I think it goes on a little too long Oh, I, I think the song goes on a little bit too long but um, I do love the I love the gong at the end. The gong, it's so random. Yeah. It's just like this gong that takes it yeah. out. I'm all about it. Yeah. How about you?
0: Uh, yeah. I I mean uh, I'll just be upfront and blunt and say I fucking dig this too. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, tune. it's great. It's a little dark. As you mentioned, the vocal, like his singing, he sounds a little desperate. There's that edge in his voice. There's that rasp, as you said. I love that. Um, I think it's. Probably the clearest example of of his whole sex as being of the of the holy philosophy, right? Yeah. I mean, he very plainly says, "Because when we do a it, girl, it's so divine." And oh, I don't right. think that's hyperbole. Uh-uh. I think that's what he means. It's yep. divine. He's not being yep. descriptive. That's what it is. It's divine. Yeah. Um, the song is insistent. It pulses. It drives. There's those great little guitar and, and key key flourishes and riffs in the background. I mean that's it that's all that it is i mean yeah. get on it get, get on it. it get on it yeah, it is it it's a
1: killer it is all that and a bag yeah. of chips yeah yeah all right next one it's something called starfish and coffee
2: it was 745 all in line to teach teacher, miss kathleen first was kevin then came losing third in line was me all of us were ordinary compared to Cynthia Rose She always stood at the back of the line, a smile beneath her nose Her favorite number was twenty, and every single day If you ask her what you had for breakfast, this is what she'd say starfish and coffee, maple syrup and jam Butterscotch clouds and a tangerine, The side all on hand
0: Jared. And you know what I wanted to say? Don't you have speak I'm just gonna go back to our fashion feature for a moment. Don't you have a shirt that says Starfish and Coffee and Uh yeah, it has the whole like yeah. the chorus line there. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I remember again, Somewhere in a bag. Yeah, somewhere in a, been a bag. You bat. do. Um Starfish and Coffee. What a joy. Oh, it's a What, what a truly playful. Smiling Smiling song I mean I feel like this is Around in the world In the day Kind of territory Oh okay You know There's there's psychedelic Lyrics and imagery And um, it's a lark And it's lovely And it's great There's charming piano mm-hmm. There's some jazzy Hi-hat It almost feels Tell me what you think About this comparison I thought about this um, It feels a little bit like like peanuts, like Vincent Caraldi to me, like oh, the Linus shoot. and Lucy, yeah, you know, yeah. there's even a character named Lucy. I mean, the yeah, the, the, yeah. the woman's name is Lucy. The little girl's name is yeah, Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a delight. I mean, it I love is. starfish and coffee. It makes me wish I had starfish and coffee every single day. You know, I love it. My secret plan
1: when I was living in the art museum area of Philadelphia about 20 years ago was I wanted to open a coffee shop called starfish and coffee. And at 745 every day I would play this song. Uh, that was, that was my, and it would be like a special. Like, yeah. The bell would ring like it does right. in the song, and seven forty-five would start, and there'd be some type of thing at, yeah. the, at the. That's uh, a great idea. And well, like most ideas that I do, they never happen. So, <laughs> no, but I'm you lo- did make this podcast happen. <laughs> well, that was. I'll, I'll give you. Listen, tipping the hat to you for that's that. That's right. That's all right. Um, yeah, this goes back to what I said about playing the sunshine. I yeah. think this is mature. This idea of being mature enough to look back at a child, look back in time. Now this story isn't personal to Prince. It was personal to Susanna Melvoin, right. who was actually co credited with this in, in the, with the song. Yeah. This was someone she knew in her class. It was like a special yeah. needs student who, yeah. um, and he. She told her the story, and that night he came back to the next one and Goes, hey, listen to this. What do you yeah, think about what you this? Think? And Susanne was like, oh my god, yeah. I am I'm engaged to a genius guy, right? Um, which is which was true. Uh, it's such yeah. It's just such a joyous, joyous, joyous fun track, but. As simple as it is, he still finds because of his inventiveness and experimental nature that reverse drum, yeah, that, that yep. sweeping drum. He reverses yep. the drum track. Yeah, it's genius. It stuff. is. It's genius it stuff. Is. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say except no. It's a great. It's a great song. track. It's a great song.
0: All right, moving on to track number seven on disc one A Sign of the Times, and that is Slow Love. You're older now, true. Um, Everything's slow. It's, so the love is pretty slow. Yeah, I mean, getting getting up to the point of the love is re- very it's, slow. Yeah, it's very slow. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to rush. You don't want to break something. I have to put it on something. the calendar. Let's put that in prep. <laughs> I got stretch. <laughs> uh,
1: what uh, do you think about slow love? This song gets lost a little bit in this album because there's another track on this album called "A Door." You're right. Uh, but this is such a solidly good slow jam. It's so good. And it. It's one of those songs, I don't know if you've experienced this, Jared, with the, the many you know different albums you've listened to. Like When the first time you hear it, you think, oh, this must be a cover. Because it sounds like something that already existed out there in the world. Yeah, I know what it you seems mean, like, yes. It seems so fully formed yeah. that it's just like, this has to be a track, like a Motown track from the 60s that he's yeah. put together here. Um, I love the stutter drum in the beginning. You know, like that way he stutter drums in at the top of each of the verses. It's just so good. And again, unlike Parade and say Around in the World in the Day and stuff like that, he's so light touches with the instruments here. Like on that second chorus, there's just a brush of some xylophone. Like Mm -hmm. it just hits three notes. Yeah. But it's just like that little addition just keeps moving the song up and up and up or he adds the, the shortest little trumpet stab, yeah, at the end of a like a lyric, like just one right. boom, one right. boom, right, That's it. That's all it needs, right. Um, and then like that third verse, like just barely a little bit of strings used in there, like that. That's the thing. Like he was just he didn't have to overdo it. He could just put a little touch and right. keep it varied, which is so good. The last thing I'll just say, and I honestly maybe you know because you're more in touch with the research team than I am. <laughs> <laughs> They've been hard to get a hold of. Carol uh, Davis. Yeah. Who I, I'd never even noticed. I just noticed it from the re-list. And I said, oh, Carol Davis is co-credited on this track. She got a Warner Brothers deal about two years after this song. I know little to nothing about Carol Davis.
0: I know nothing about her.
1: And I have no idea. I don't know. I yeah. have no good story about why she's included or how she got to know prince and and how the song was co-credited to her but
0: I that is something that the research team didn't get for me and you know um, they've been fire them now. well I, I, they've been a little problematic lately uh, so i'm probably going to have to let them go we have a big turnover in that department
1: yeah yeah it there's is. a lot
0: of turnover That's there If anybody to wants court. to apply for that job yeah we have we have that you know <laughs> yeah we have handsome packages to offer <laughs> you sure do <laughs> Um, yeah, slow love. I, this is, uh, this is an old school R&B burner, right? I mean, that's what it is. Um, I like the horns popping in the back, little stacks sort of feeling in there, you know? Um, his mid-range is lovely. I do think that this is the most conventional track on the record. Um, on the whole of the album, I think it's the most, uh, conventional. Um, I think that lyrically, it's also pretty tame and standard with one exception that I'm going to get to. Um, but I also feel like the, with this song, I don't know that the lyrics matter. It's about how it feels. It's Hmm. about how it sounds. You know, the long, drawn-out vocal on slow, like the way it just sort of goes and goes and goes. That's what the song's about, right? right? Um, So my one lyrical exception is when he says, you can see through race car drivers. I'm going to bring that one up. I'm not sure what that means, really, but I like it. It, It's sort of an interesting little flourish in there. Um, I'll be honest and say, this song... I think it means... Yeah, what do you got? Oh,
1: those you know, the flashy, you know, guy who's trying to charm you. Who's not? There's no real
0: substance to that. And, and that's a race
1: car driver. Yeah, because they're just speeding through their their, their relationships. Uh, okay, you know, living fast, living living dangerously. Oh, as opposed
0: to what you need is slow love, and the race car drivers are fast. Is I that what you are saying? Something like that. Sure, we'll go with that. Oh boy, um, this song is not my. It's not my favorite. I do think it's. Uh, I think it's the weakest song on the album. On the whole album, it's 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 my. By far my least favorite, um, but having said all that, I think it's fine and it, like does what it's supposed to do. That's what I think. Oh, take it easy. Oh, oh, my, oh you're yeah, so yeah, dramatic. It hurts. Merits the, it yeah, hurts the
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It the soul. Uh, the next track, I think, is called "Hot
2: Thing." Hot thing, Think you dance so good. Hot thing. I knew you would Hot thang
1: Tell me what you see hot Jared Yeah You know any hot things? You know, I kind of Is it hot thing Or is it hot thang? It might be more thang It's spelled with an I though I know, really, but right? I feel like it's thang It's um, with
0: I feel like this is just It part two, right? Isn't, this, isn't that what this is, kind of? Um, and uh, look I'm here I think, for it. Hot like, Thing
1: feels a little bit more like a one-night stand in well, competition than it, it does. I, I mean, know, this
0: is the thing about Hot Thing. is like For me, this is what I wrote down. Fucking get it. Fucking get it. <laughs> right? That's what this is. It's a sexy, yeah. slinking, dark groove. Yeah. Um, of course, I do want to mention this. We do have the reference to The Crystal Ball. Yeah. Right? The Crystal it Ball does. is yep. one of the original titles of this, yep. and, and yep. that's mentioned in here. Yeah. Um, I feel like that that the the uh, the moment with the smile smile like that yeah the horn, coming up from it, that, that feels a little Abbey Road Beatle-ish to me that oh, smile smile um, yeah. I love the multiple vocal tracks on this um, mm-hmm. the line we can make a story of our own is awesome the yeah, sound of it and, and and then there's more horns and you know I just feel like I don't have a ton to say about Hot Thing because it, it, it is what it is like yeah. it's very plain and it's a uh, there's a great low-end guitar riff on, on on the back end of it. And, like, it's a jam. It's a jam, 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 jam. I love it. I, this, I love Hot Thing. This,
1: to me, is in the same, say, territory, Sonic's territory as Let's Work, right? It's yes. kind of like yeah. this just irresistible... And I'm a big fan of Let's yeah, Work. Yeah, we yeah, we all, yeah. Both of yeah. us are. So this is, like, this irresistible beat. Yeah. From the moment it starts, you're like, this is fucking killer. Yeah. And then that little interesting, almost, I don't know, Asian-y kind of uh, keyboard lick yeah. thing yeah. that gets going on is kind of interesting. And that that very spacious backing vocal stuff, like you said, these different uh, yeah. harmonies and things. And then when those horns come in, like it builds up to that horn blast that dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun, that kind of you know echoes. Thick. too funky. I, I wrote down the very same lyric. It's so funny. I love the line. I could read you poetry, and then we could make a story of our own. Yeah, it's I think great. Such a, great, it's a line. great line. And then the cymbal splashes at yeah. the end. It's just. It's just. Yeah, you said there's not a lot to
0: say about this except that this this cooks. It cooks. It cooks. Yeah, it totally does. It's a hot track. It's a hot track. It's a hot it's thing. It's a hot,
1: thang. It's a hot thing. That we say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So to close out episode one, well, just about close out episode one. Yeah. And the first side, the first uh, disc, rather, of Sign of the Times is track number nine, Forever in, in My ground. Life.
2: I never imagined that love would rain on Settle down Baby it's true I think I do And I just want to tell you That I want to
0: Now, if I... Uh, I'm not going to make a joke here. Yeah. Because as I recall, this one, this is a big one for you. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. This is a big one for you. So let's hear it. I just
1: wrote in all caps, love, 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 yeah. love this song. Yeah. I mean, I love... I sing a little bit. I love singing this song. Yep. Um, I love it. I love how Prince sounds on this. And... Just the the lyrical content. He sounds, I have like question marks, normal, adult, like in real love, not just in love, but like a real love. This is him expressing a real love. You know, the other thing here, too, is the backing vocals, which are so interesting. And again... As we were talking about with the ballad "Dorothy Parker," that was a mis- this was a mistake. Right. They they brought Susan brought the track in too early on an initial like arrangement of the song, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, I'll clean that up." And he's like, "Nope, no, keep it." That's the thing. Keep yeah. it. And here is the thing that I love about it: it the backing vocals actually get pushed to the front yes. sonically, right? And his lead vocals kind of in the background, right? And and in in on the re listen, it gave me a different impression where it's like a sense that. That backing vocal is like his inner voice shouting how oh, he feels interesting. That's interesting. about how much yeah. he's in love with this person. Yeah, interesting idea. And then he expresses it through the lead vocal, but it's like his thoughts are leading the charge. And yeah. what he's thinking through about his love for this woman. Yeah. I adore this song so much. <laughs> and I will say, and we'll get into the concert film. Again, this is another one of his very stripped down. Stripped down. He's usually really just drum, a little bit of acoustic guitar at the end. There's that synth bass. Check out the live version of this in the Sign of the Times concert films. Yeah, he plays guitar in the front. Forget it. It's funky. as all shot. Yeah, it's amazing. What did yeah. you think? Of, what do you think about this track? Um, I hate this song. I no, 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 no. Yeah. You have no soul. <laughs> I'm, I, it's true. <laughs> oh, and I didn't talk about Juggling Hearts in the Three Ring Circus. There's so many great lines. There's there. a great line.
0: Yeah. No, this is a, this is a fantastic song. And you know what? So I want to just make a comment, um, just sort of about. What the process of this podcast has been Yeah, In that, you know, a lot of these Especially these big albums like Sign of the Times We've all listened to them a lot And I've listened to the whole record I don't know how many times, a lot But um, because of the nature of what we're doing here I am listening with a different ear Yeah, Much more specific, much more looking for details Looking for connections And I had a thought here That I'm sure is not new to many of our listeners But it was new to me That um, this song Is the Perfect bookend for the first and first record in this two set because it echoes "Sign of the Times," hmm. and by that I mean this. So stick with me here. In structure, I mean, not in feel; it doesn't feel the same, but in structure, it's really just bass and drums. That's really all yeah. that it is. Yeah. And 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 rather than being about societal, this is about the personal. Yeah. So it feels like in structure, it's like an inverse of what "Sign of the Times" is to me, and I had never really considered that before. Um, it is a it's one of my favorite kind of love songs in that it is a great, unsentimental love song. Yeah, it's not syrupy, sappy, not gushy nope. strings like all. It's not. It's just like I want. This is what I want. I love you. Be forever in my life. And it's really simple in that. And yeah. that really appeals to me. Yeah, the sort of the the plainness of that statement is yeah. really is really great to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, as you mentioned, there's another. It's a great vocal on this, and the, the, the his own backing vocals are so awesome, giving little colors and little feelings to what we're hearing. You know, um, yep. and uh, yeah, I mean the, the the first disc. I mean, it's great. It's great. It just it, it's a, it's a real journey. from it is. from, from it, for me the first disc of this of this record is a journey from the outward to the inward at the end and as we progress through the first side and I think that's a pretty great thing I have a minor complaint though I will say about the first
1: the first uh, side of this yeah I don't I've always kind of questioned having Hot Thing followed directly with just I'm okay with Forever My Life being the last track on this but I don't think I would have put Hot Thing and Forever My Life together because sonically they sound very similar they still have that the drum and that synth bass like it's doom And this is like doom 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 doom. Maybe. Like, yeah, maybe. It's a it's a small criticism. I mean, I would've actually would have liked there to be a different song that maybe maybe it would have been like hot thing, Starfish and Coffee, then Forever in My Life. Like Could something be. that would have broke up the that didn't sound so similar to me. Because it that's one thing well, I've always been like, oh, uh, it sounds like very similar. I it think.
0: occurs to me to that point, I I I didn't say this. I, I wrote this down and I forgot to mention it, but it does occur to me that so, so our last three songs in this disc are slow love hot thing forever in my life like that's a little trilogy that's sort of the story of a relationship in a way hmm. right mm-hmm. um you know so maybe that's the intent yeah, that hot thing is the response to slow love and forever in my life is the response to hot thing you know i, I mean hot thing for me i'm a <laughs> hot thing just sounds to me like this is a one night right it could i mean thing. it could be but it uh, could yeah, be i, I mean maybe saying. if it was the middle song yeah. Maybe if it was Slow Love It Forever My Life That would work A little bit better for you Yeah, yeah I think so. trilogy, I think it would I think you it know? would um, um, And I'll say one last
1: thing About this Because like Jared was mentioning This has always been A song that I've just Absolutely yeah. one of your, Adored One of your faves. And I've had a bucket list Item for me For a long time Which was I wanted to be able To sing this song Out somewhere At some point Yeah And I have to give A shout out To my good friend My love One of the beautiful ones PJ Brown Yeah uh, Who I was just I was just on her podcast Um Uh reform beauty school just a few weeks ago um she allowed me through some just some fate to actually sing this song out on two occasions yeah a couple of years ago and i'm forever in her debt for that because it was always a dream of mine just because i love this song so much yes and to be able to sing that to some other people listening absolutely was wonderful
0: absolutely and you know what that that'll that leads me to share an anecdote so um Folks, so Ed is actually a spectacular singer, and you wouldn't think that by listening to him. <laughs> but he's a spectacular singer, he's got a great voice. And Ed is a big karaoke guy, he loves uh, karaoke. karaoke. He sings yeah. a lot of karaoke, and, and I've seen him do karaoke on more than one occasion, and he kills it. So, um, on April 21st, 2016, the night that Prince died, I reached out to Ed, who was the first person I talked to, and we went out to karaoke that night, if you recall. And I am not a karaoke fan. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable, as I'm sure I'm not alone. Many people yeah, feel that a way. a lot of people feel that However, way. However, for my friend Edward, I did get up. Do you remember? I got up and I did karaoke that night, and I sang Sign of the Times. Nice. <laughs> Do you remember that?
1: I, I, I honestly don't remember that so much, but well, I guess it, I'm old enough we talked about it guess my guess it memory. wasn't so good. No, it was uh, really good. It, the only reason is sometimes when I'm out in karaoke and someone kills it, I try to deny that it even. Oh, is that what it, it was? Because I, yeah, like, I killed it. Yes, I killed it. Because I remember, if you remember, you sang that, and I said, "Stick around, let me show you how it's done." You did.
0: That's what I said. <laughs> and then I said, "Jerome." <laughs> and then, you, and then I got dumped into a dumpster. You got dumped into a dumpster. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. So, no, I appreciate that. And, and listen, I had uh, there were so many people reached out to me that. Oh you know, yeah. But I really appreciated that, and yeah. I went out and just. Sang I sometimes. don't
0: remember you did a couple songs, but I don't remember what you did. Do you
1: remember oh. what you did that night? I would have done... I always do Jungle Love. Right. That's always a thing. But um, who knows? I've, I've done so many... Any Prince song... I'd yeah, you do. It any Prince yeah. Song. Um, I've never seen this one on karaoke, of course. And just no. to say, just say one last thing is I want a karaoke and Prince nerd I am. Yeah. I did have a couple really wonderful birthdays back in uh, several years ago where I would have uh, Purple Rain karaoke parties where, because it's, it's available through karaoke... We would do the full album. Yeah. We would block like from midnight to one and do the in sequence. Right. Let's go record. crazy all the way through and do the whole. The I was whole never record. invited to any of those. We weren't hanging um, at that point, but it was. And those were the darker days of my life. Sure. Whatever story. Wow. That it was an up. awkward way to end it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do, as we said, we're going to hold off on giving our. I'll like, give you a quiz question, though. Yeah. You you're, yeah. We're going to get our. our I'll give you two quiz questions. This, for this yeah, We're, so. we're going to get one. For, wait, you want to do two for I'll this one? I'll do it. Wow. If you challenge me, I'll do too. All right, so rather than having our listings for favorite tracks and overall impressions and we're going to say save our, save our dig if you will a picture feature for the second disc. Yep. Edward is going to give us two yeah, a quest questions questions plural yeah. Yeah. for you.
1: Question of you and I also want to say we're doing this also because we just got some swaggage. We do
0: get some swaggage. We did. We finally we got, got some, some
1: stickers. S- we'll take a
0: picture. We'll throw it on our, our social media. Yeah, we did state. get some stickers of our logo, yeah. so we'll be happy to give yeah. those out. Yeah. I do want to say um, we did we did finally get a response. <laughs> People, I shouldn't say fun. Well, listen. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. As as people listening probably guess, Ed and I record these really far in advance. Yes, they they we record them several weeks before they are released. Absolutely. So as a result, we're always like just a touch behind um, on uh, on getting the responses to folks. So this is a response from all the way back from Dirty Mind. Ed, do you remember what the trivia question was way back for Dirty Mind? Uh, it was a shout out. And this
1: actually loops back into this album. Correct. That's actually. why, yeah, correct. Yeah, so I had asked, uh, and I might paraphrase in a bit, but I said there's a name check of Uptown uh, in the concert film of Sign of the
0: Times. What track was being introed with that? And our, one of our listeners got it. Correct. Our friend, Jonathan Zelaski, if yeah. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Jonathan responded to us on Twitter and he uh, correctly answered that Uptown is in Play in the Sunshine on Sign of the Times intro. So there it is. So, Jonathan, a shout out to you. We hope you're still listening to us and you're be patient because this is now several episodes We're going to send you a sticker. But we're going to send you a sticker. If you can figure us out how we can get one to you, we're yeah, going to send we'll, you a sticker. We'll reach out to you. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, but by all means, folks, continue to reach out and Bear with us, because we will, ke- we will catch up eventually. Yeah, event, yeah. Um, but anyway, Let's I let two opportunities. We have two opportunities here for Disc One and Sign of the Times.
1: Ed, question number one. Question number one is this. So, we talked about the Ballad of Dorothy Parker. Yes. Uh, Prince name-checks Joni Mitchell. Yes. Um, Prince does a cover of a Joni Mitchell track. It's a gorgeous cover. It's one of my favorites. Um, it was released on uh, an album of his own in the late uh, 90s. It also was on a Joni Mitchell-like cover compilation album as well. Name that song. What's what Joni Mitchell song has he covered?
0: All right, question that's, number one. That's question number is one. Is what Joni Mitchell song did Prince cover on one of his own albums in the '90s that was also on a Joni Mitchell's tribute album? Yeah, exactly. Great.
1: great, great. That's question number one. Question number two. I think this will be easy for a good number of folks. What program did Prince perform the song
0: Starfish and Coffee? What, what what TV it's show? TV show. So Prince appeared on a TV show, and yeah. he did Starfish and Coffee on that show. I believe that was in the 90s as well. What show was that? What show was that? All right. Those are our two questions for Disc 1, Episode 1, Part 1 of our Sign of the Times extravaganza. I you know it. That's awesome. Well, great. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah. We're going to sign off now for this one. Yeah. So exciting. We're going to sign off on of the Times. We're going <laughs> to you know, and a history of bad puns. That's what that's listen, up there. We'll, we'll do our top five bad pun episode. Yeah, that's coming for sure. For sure. <laughs> top five bad puns.
1: Maybe we'll save that from you. Guys.
0: We'll save that. So, listen, everyone, uh, join us next week for part two of Sign of the Times. Lots more to dig into. And uh, until then, see ya. See you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.